Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. likely know people who are never satisfied. Nothing is ever enough to make them happy. They can be a drag because of course life is not perfect, but there's still lots to be thankful for all the time. But likely we can all find ourselves in that boat of not seeing things through the eyes of gratitude but out of criticism, and we should always be aware of this. Jesus himself was not immune to not living up to other people's expectations. Matthew chapter 11 verses 16 through 19 says, To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others, We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. So Jesus speaks to this generation, the people of Israel at the time, although of course there is truth here that is timeless and can be applicable to all of us. He says, you're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling out, we played happy music for you and you didn't dance for us, we played sad music for you and you didn't get sad. In other words, the people were being childish at the time because they felt like nothing they were asking for was being fulfilled. Jesus explains a little more what he means by this. The people weren't satisfied with John the Baptist. John ate little, he avoided alcohol, they accused him of being demon-possessed, that he was crazy. But then when Jesus comes along and he eats and he does drink, they accuse him of gluttony and drunkenness. You might have remembered already that they've been unhappy that he's not fasting enough. So when the sacrificial faster, John, comes along, they don't like him. When Jesus, who eats and drinks, comes along, they don't like him. The people aren't happy no matter what sort of man of God comes to them. And as an interesting side note here, the passage means that Jesus must have been a wine drinker. There's a lot of controversy around that issue, but it would be hard to accuse him of drunkenness if he was a total abstainer of alcohol. They weren't accusing John the Baptist of the same thing. Now that's a can of worms that we're not going to dive into here, but have some fun wrestling through that idea a little bit. One of the accusations against Jesus is that he was a friend of tax collectors and sinners, something the religious people of the day didn't think was appropriate for a man of God. But Jesus didn't seem too concerned with their concern, as we've looked at previously, because sinners were the very ones he came to save. So he was going to need to spend time with them if they were going to be saved. So Jesus says in this passage, the people will never be happy, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. In other words, wisdom always shows itself eventually. John's ministry was proven because of the fruit of it. Jesus' ministry would be proven because of the fruit of it. When something is right, when something is true, when something is godly, it will always come out. So today, let's take some time to make sure that we are not falling into the error of the unsatisfied people of that time, looking for things to criticize and venting our annoyances that things aren't living up to our expectations. Take some time to reflect on where you aren't satisfied with something in your life, and whether that's valid or not, even if it is, what would be a godly way for you to handle that frustration? Music